about them Irish. I can't take it anymore. I need a national championship. This is the Four Horsemen Podcast. And we are back. 2019 Notre Dame football is undefeated. And we are not getting sued by anyone. So welcome to episode 19 of the Four Horsemen podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Disclaimer. Everything is alleged what we say here. So last episode ended pretty weird. We had a, a song by James Blunt that we thought was in public domain. Um, it was not. And when I go to edit the podcast, uh, they 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 locked it. They locked. It was weird. They just said you can't do anything to this until you take out music. And I said, "Hmm, what song do we use?" And it was "Goodbye My Lover" by James Blunt. Uh, <laughs> so apparently, James Blunt, fan of the podcast. That's, Can I tell you something? That's cool. I think James Blunt is a word that rhymes with blunt. Ah, I think I know Which what word we're talking a about. for smoking marijuana. So he's 420 friendly. I think we just solved the mystery. So, you know, with with Mr. Blunt and Steve getting us almost arrested, all songs from now on, or not arrested, sued really, uh, all songs from now on will be acapella. You're welcome. Uh, so now that that note's out of the way, it's 2019. The Irish are undefeated since December 30th, 2019. And before we begin, there's some news of note about Clemson. They may have accidentally given the three players who are suspended two players with one going to the draft uh, the Austrian. So, huh. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. Did we ever kind of go through who won the bowl recap or was that never really finalized? I think it was your girlfriend. Yeah. But did we talk about our, the national championship game at all? We did one podcast, right? We, we, we did a podcast after and I just swore a whole bunch. Right. Um, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a lot of depression. at that. Yeah. So we, that, that game happened. We're on to the AAF now. So Jamarcus Russell, he's a Memphis whatever. No, the fuck that, that's a lie. That was a fake one. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, do better. So, really, a lot of stuff happened since December 29th. Um, some good, some bad, some otherwise. But uh, let's Mostly get to bad. it. Mostly, Mostly bad. Stuff. Not not great things are happening for Notre Dame. Um, yeah, my life is terrible. It has not markedly improved in any way. All right, moving on. One thing that really worked for that one, off, Steve. And I want you all to know this. And I don't know if they have Labor Day in Canada. Yeah, we do. With a U? With a U or with an O? With a U, the way it's originally spelled, yes. So it's not actually Labor Day. It doesn't count. They, all right, so one thing that really bothers me. Notre Dame's playing on Labor Day, a Monday. 
The first game of the season is on a Monday. I don't yep. like it. I, I Who don't are we playing? Like it. Is it like New Mexico or Louisville? Louisville. Louisville. Brand new coach. That's a track game and a half. Is Van Gorder still there? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know we're going to put up some yards. Yeah. Big, big 72 going to be hung on Louisville. I hope so. Um, so, yeah, that's, I just want to make that point clear, and I will make that point abundantly clear every day until the season starts. Uh, I don't love a Monday Labor Day game. So going off Why? of that. What, what's wrong with that? Elaborate for a second. Well, because we, we're going to be way too hungover. It's it's too deep into Labor Day weekend, and, and you want to talk about scaries. I mean, what's that game kickoff at 3.30 like usual? By the time it's 7 o'clock, got work tomorrow, long weekend, a lot summer, of drinking. Summer's done. Labor Day in America is the end of summer. That's usually a great golfing day. Like... They may they may make it that bullshit seven p.m. game, so I don't know. That's yeah. uh that's where we're sitting right now. So uh, going off of that, Dylan, we'll teach you all about America someday, and um, <laughs> from there, let's talk about the the top three. Good segue, right? I'm getting better again. Uh, let's talk about the top three moments of the season. Wasn't there a little bit more pressing news to uh, to to get to first? We'll get to it. He, he ain't going nowhere. Besides, all right. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll tell you where he's not going to his class at Notre Dame. But yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll let you lead here. You yeah. are the captain of the ship. So, top three moments. Take it yeah. away. I mean, we're we're gonna put a put a nice stamp on the 2018 season. Uh, really, just. Go over one of our each of our favorite moments uh, this year, and uh, I'll let Dylan start. Dylan, take it away. Top moment for you? Yeah, I thought about this one a little bit because we we brought it up a few weeks months ago. Um, it's tough because we had a really good season. Um, it ended in heartbreak and disaster, but I mean, it was a really good season overall. For me, it's got. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dylan, start that again. It, it's start got... over. Right. It's got to be, um, for me at least, the Shea Patterson sack fumble to end the game against Michigan week one. Um, the reason for that being is when deciding a moment, I had to pick a game that mattered most to me, and it was definitely the Michigan game. Um, I hate them more than anyone. That includes the Southern Cal Trojans. Um, it's the rivalry renewed. It's in South Bend. It's under the lights. I fucking hate Michigan Elf. I've mentioned that. Um, so kind of winning that game with a huge, you know, sack fumble, uh, that's probably the moment for me. Uh, there's so many to pick from. Steve, what's yours? Yeah, that's also my number one moment of the year. Uh, just them, uh, it looks like some sort of stunt blitz. Uh, Jerry Tillery just did not quit. Neither did Khalid Kareem, and both of them just eventually forced – Shea Patterson to run into to one of them. I forget who. Uh, event, I think Khalid Kareem actually got the the final sack. But yeah, it was that was awesome. But my uh, since that's taken, I'm gonna go with uh, Ian Book pulling down the uh, the the read option play and uh, finishing off Northwestern on a thirty something yard touchdown run that put us up by ten with like less than three minutes left. And that made us ten and zero heading into Syracuse, correct? Yep. 
Yeah, it's funny. I don't remember that game at all. That's the one game this year I have no memory of is the Northwestern game. It was it was uh, one of those sleepy Evan, Evanston, you know, mid afternoons, but uh, that that turned into an evening pretty quick. And just remembering uh, under the lights, him him, uh, you know, him and Dexter lined up, and he pulled the on, on the option. He just pulled it down and was scampering up the left uh, sideline, you know, pretty much untouched. So that was uh, it, once he crossed the you know the line, or once he got free, I was like, all right, that's it. Not I'm you know concerned about Syracuse, but I'm not really afraid, and I think uh, I think we'll win out. So it was basically that point in which I knew we had something special, and we were almost almost guaranteed a playoff spot. And mine is actually in the Syracuse week, uh, two of them, kind of a part part one, part two type of thing. Aloe Gilman's uh, interception in that game, all the turnovers that he had. Which interception? Uh, the the one with the long run back. Okay, so that that was one that was going away from where we were sitting, uh, mm-hmm. towards towards the outfield. Uh, that was a, a pretty cool one. I was taking uh, a picture of these two guys, uh, the first Notre Dame game, first college football game, and they go, "Hey, can you take a picture for us?" So as soon as I took the picture, he picked the ball, and me and those two random men just celebrated, and it was awesome. So that was that was a top moment there. And then when Syracuse, New York's team, got booed out of Yankee Stadium for being cowards and kicking that field goal, and then everyone just chanting beat SC until until I got in the the uh, card to go home. Uh, so those were two pretty cool moments. I've never got to experience an alma mater with the full Notre Dame band, uh, so that was cool. Uh, and fuck USC. So yeah, it's very yeah. funny you, you said New York's team. Um, because it just kind of occurred to me, America's three biggest cities are really Notre Dame towns, Chicago, Boston, well, not Boston's one of the biggest ones, but Chicago, New York, and then Boston, the distant third. Well, Chicago was, I mean, sorry, Boston is the best. It doesn't have to be the biggest to be the best. Yeah, yeah. no, but three major cities in the U.S., you know, there's Boston College, Syracuse, and Northwestern, and in all of those towns, Notre Dame has a bigger following. It's just kind (laughs) of funny to me. Bunch of Irish people there. Weird. Uh, So... That's the 2019 season. And my ultimate favorite moment was having you, the listeners, listen to the Four Horsemen podcast. Boo. Brought to you by Anchor. It's I was going to say, this has to be an ad. <laughs> no, but thank you for everyone who's listened and who's given us $2 in ad revenue. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. We, all, we won't spend it all in one place. I think that's like $20 Canadian. So Dylan's going to be rolling in the dough. Oh, 20. I think it's 30 actually now. So yeah, I'm feeling good. That's two Canada shots. I get one more for the rest of the episode. That's, that's wow. one Big Mac combo. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So moving on. I don't know why I said awesome there, but we have some news. We Steve alluded to it. Uh, Javon McKinley... He's gone. He's done. Um, so, Steve, since you were the one who broke the news to me, slash you were the only person who knew knew who Javon McKinley was, uh, tell us what happened, if you know. Well, first off, to give some context as to who Javon McKinley is, uh, he's a red-shirted freshman um, yeah, who was pretty much poised to battle it out uh, and, and fight in camp with Kevin Austin for a spot. He was likely going to back up Kevin Austin, but, uh, after this year looks as though he was pretty much going to take the, the Z spot or I'm sorry, the, the, um, 
yeah, gonna gonna take over one of the spots uh, once Chris Finke is done with his thirty sixth season. So, <laughs> so he he's you know he was a four star recruit. He was a uh, I think a, like hundred and eighth ranked nationally. So if you're ranked in the top 110, 115 recruits, you're obviously talented. Four star kid. He was like six three, two hundred. So a lot of upside. Obviously had to sit out because. You know there was some talent on the the chart ahead of him, but he was definitely going to pl- uh, get some playing time this year. Turns out at 4:47 in the morning, Notre Dame police uh, did arrest him for let's call a spade a spade, just cracking his girlfriend, and I think he was drunk and disorderly and evading police. And I thought he hit. The wouldn't, I thought he hit a cop. A yeah, cop. it was a female cop that he hit. Maybe he was dating the cop. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, all I allegedly, this is all alleged. uh, Yeah. Allegedly he crushed her right in the side of the head. So, um, whatever. I mean, he's obviously it's a scumbag thing for him to do. Fuck him. Um, he'll 99.9% chance be kicked out of school. I would imagine. So it's not like we don't have talent behind him. Um, you know, we have Braden Lindsay who runs like a, 10 3 100 meter dash he's ridiculously fast and he's fully committed to uh football now yeah yeah he he uh, he dropped off track uh to focus on football uh he's a speedster so he can conceivably uh you know bump up now joe wilkins is a red-shirted sophomore i think he was a three-star recruit once upon a time but he's obviously had three years to uh to develop so i mean this opens up some things with camp we actually I'm pretty sure we needed to cut one or two guys just because we were one or two scholarships over. So this actually kind of helps, but um, it wouldn't be a true Brian Kelly off season. If there wasn't somebody getting arrested for doing something incredibly fucking stupid. I have, yeah. I have two things. Uh, can I get a breaking news sound? <laughs> Fresh off the presses, TMZ South Bend report that McKinley uh, arrived on campus in an Uber just before 4 a.m. Uh, and it, this is a, all according to the court report and the affidavits. Uh, Allegedly. Was, this is reported. So one foot down reported this, not us. Uh, Allegedly was, reported. McKinley was reportedly unresponsive in the back of a vehicle, the Uber, and Notre Dame personnel attempted to wake, wake him and take him back to his dorm. So he got too lit and he fell asleep in the back of the Uber. We've all been there before. Uh, but we Uber. have all been there before. Wait, do they have Uber up in Canada? Because we maybe not all of us have been there before. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> it was too easy. I'm sorry. Strange. Uh, after finally waking the student, Notre Dame officers, names redacted, began to help McKinley to his dorm, but he reportedly stopped walking and refused to continue. <laughs> <laughs> My my opinion of this guy is getting a lot better as the story goes on. I mean, yeah, uh, that, this is actually kind of helping his cause yeah. if we're being honest. He can come on the podcast anytime he wants. Uh, the two officers said they could smell alcohol on his breath and believe that in his condition he required assistance. The officers reportedly told McKinley they wanted to get him out of the cold. He tensed up and tried to leave in the opposite direction of his dorm. Uh, side note: This is how George Gipp died. He got pneumonia because he lot, got locked out of his dorms. So <laughs> he got too lit in an Uber. <laughs> George uh, George Gipp sure and Javon McKinley, one and the same. He hasn't had a catch for Notre Dame yet. 
Uh, according to court documents, the officers said that they identified themselves to McKinley as campus police, but were unable to gain control of him. In their efforts, efforts uh, to restrain <laughs> McKinley, he reportedly punched both officers, according to court documents. <laughs> McKinley was eventually restrained with the assistance of Notre Dame firefighters, who also responded and was transported to St. Joseph County Jail. The firefighters he, got involved? Yeah. He was preliminary charged with felony-level battery and misdemeanor-level resisting law enforcement. The charges were altered at his arraignment to two misdemeanor-level counts of battery and one misdemeanor count of underage drinking. So he uh, had himself a fucking night. At least when All Michael right. Floyd was too lit and driving around like a friggin' idiot, he just had the sense to just be driving around, you know? At least, like, you can't hurt anyone just driving around drunk, but when you're walking around in the cold in the middle of South Bend in the winter, that's oh. when it's dangerous. wonder what so his star glad- rating was in Uber. Yeah. Then you get five stars. But no, the, I have a real actual point. Um, friend of the program, Tommy Reese and Carlo Calabrese, uh, not a friend of the program yet, uh, they got arrested. Remember that? When Carlo Calabrese got arrested for threatening an officer by saying, my people will come find you. Because <laughs> Listen, he's as big, on behalf of the Italians, Italians. The, I have a statement be, on behalf of the Italian people. Oh boy. Yes. That could mean anything. All right. That could have been a term of endearment at the time. So, Carlo, I got your back, buddy. <laughs> well, he's a freaking big alone in the middle of uh, middle of Indiana, and he's telling a bunch of hit cops over there that my people will get you. I'm guaranteed they watch The Sopranos, and they probably that, know what it means. That mean. just means like, hey, you know what? You help me out. I'll get you back, you know? You know? Yeah, they'll, 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 listen. All right. Look at me. Look at me. All right. Listen here. You insulted him a little bit. All right. You guys can't see me, but I'm doing my Robert De Niro face. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like something. It sounds super Italian. Uh, so, you know, I do have a problem with this. Uh, there has been a pattern in the Brian Kelly offseason that people just get arrested left and right. Be smarter. You're a Notre Dame football player. You walk I, I, on water. I you think can, it just goes to show the high moral standards at Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, fucking Alabama would give this kid a scholarship and probably get his Uber rating back to five stars. Of course, so, but it's just it's a lot of uh, bullshit that we we talk. We I mean, he hit a cop too. Yeah, it happens. It's happened. A drunk disturbance. Yeah, whatever. Everyone's been there, dr- acting like a drunk asshole. When <laughs> when you're swinging at cops, that's when. Uh, that's when it's, you're you're pretty much gone. So you know, R.I.P. and P.J. Von. Somebody cue the uh, goodbye, my lover music. I think the point has to be raised. When is this holier than thou bullshit at Notre Dame going to end? Never. Our it, guys aren't better than anyone else's guys. We get arrested more than like half of the other schools. No, we get we get found out. That's the thing. Yeah, so that you read about. We yeah. actually publish it. So, and you're telling me that Tathan Martell isn't going to go get in trouble in Ohio and they're just going to brush it under the rug because he's Tathan Martell. Well, now he's in South beach. Oh, he, he left Ohio state, didn't he? Yeah. Fields, uh, and, uh, Martell both got, uh, their friggin' red shirt years waived so they can play immediately. So Martell's in Miami and, uh, fields yeah. is in, what is in, uh, Columbus. They're, they're both going to suck. Put on the record. 
2019 Four Horsemen Curse. Tate, Martell, we are coming for you. Notre Dame doesn't play y'all this year, but the Four Horsemen are there. We are your boogeyman. We will sleep under your bed. Tate Martell, Tathan, whatever your name is, you're no QB1. You're a QB3. And let me tell you something. I will watch every game and rain hell upon you with this Four Horsemen curse. You, my friend, have been cursed. Okay, so this is getting a little off track and weird. Sorry, uh, what's what's next that. up on the agenda, guys? Dylan, let's talk about National like... Signing Day. Uh, I think we had a really good signing day. Uh, I think it was 12th in the nation out of everything. Uh, we lost out on that Washington uh, wide receiver. Asa Turner. Yeah, Asa, or safety. Asa Turner. I uh, kind of saw that coming. But um, other than that, nothing of note. Uh, Foskey. That's his last time, right? Isaiah Foskey. Yeah, he's 6'5", about he signed in December. Sorry? Uh, he signed in December. He just made a known uh, in February. So, yeah. I mean, um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy with everything. Yeah, I was going to say, Dylan, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I just know he's a, he's, he's a dual player, right? He plays defensive end and tight end. I don't know if Notre Dame's decided which he'll be. Um, but this was actually our lowest rated class in five years, but nobody involved with the program feels that way. Like media, fans, everyone's pretty stoked about it. It's a pretty deep class, but it's the lowest rated class we've had in, in a long time. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. I think there's a lot of talent there, and I think it's pretty deep. And we've been talking about this before, that we have a lot of depth right now at Notre Dame with our recruits from last year, our recruits from this year. And then next year, we got a lot of, uh, of high prospects coming in as well. So um, it was a pretty average, boring National Signing Day, you know, not like in the past where I still remember when Juju Smith was flipping between Notre Dame and SoCal and uh, Adoree Jackson too. So that was more of a, an interesting one. That was, I think, 2014 maybe. But, yeah, yeah so it was pretty boring. Foskey announced that day. Uh, we all knew it. It was 100% predictor on 24-7. Um, so yeah, I, I'm pretty thrilled with it. Uh, I like the direction the program's going. It's hard not to. Um, but we just got to stay away from, you know, all this crime that Notre Dame kids just so happen to commit. We're not getting back on that. It's, this is an SVU podcast. But um, this really sets up well for 2020. They got who they needed to get defensively. Um, and I think in 2020, we're really going to see more of that advent of uh, the uh, the offensive lineman and the quarterback, obviously, with Drew Pine. But you, then you're going to get some of these talented wide receivers, and Notre Dame can really hit the recruiting trail hard. Uh, they did lose Drew Pine's cousin to Boston College. Uh, he was going to be an offensive tackle. He is a monster of a human being. Uh, but Notre Dame also picked up that, uh, that freshman offensive tackle who's uh, enrolled early, and he's uh, just a house of a house of an Olmstead. I think he's a guard. Uh, no. Zeke Carl. Nope, he's Zeke, the center. He's a center. No. Zeke's a center. If uh, Zeke is a center, it's uh, Coral and Corell, right? Corral. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I thought he was I, the tackle. I he played tackle in high school, so yeah, he wait, got moved I over. Probably look literally right in my face because yeah. I have a. We don't do research before this, but Zeke Corral, he is going to be my favorite player out of this class. Um, he is a a mauler of a human being. He's like a bulldozer uh, with feet. He's like uh, Quinn Carroll from Quinn Carroll from the tackle. We're, okay. We're, I'm talking about Zeke. 
Yeah, Quinn Carroll is from Edina, Minnesota. He's right. uh, he's a mall. I mean, they they all are. I mean, this offensive line class is astonishing. Like, yeah. legitimately, like I think all of them have first round talent someday. It's gonna be like, you know, knock on wood. All things considered, if if all things work out, it can hopefully look like uh, Alabama's offensive line in 2012 when they just absolutely killed us in the national championship game. We don't talk about that, mm. but if, if we happened. can. If we can have an offensive line and, and we can just build upon this, and this is essentially something you mentioned a moment ago, we have so many linebackers, defensive ends, tight uh, tight ends, safeties, corners. I mean, I think we can get a little bit more upside uh, at the corner position, but really the only thing that we need to improve on because we have so much depth is just friggin' running back and wide receiver. How we don't get five-star guys is beyond me, especially when you have these gargantuans on the offensive line. Um, I I think if we can just get some five-star guys, you know, some top-end talent on the outside and at running back, that's the final pieces to the puzzle. I don't know. I'm very excited about everything. I think this was a great class. Um, I, you know. Whatever, that's my thoughts. I'll I'll let you guys. I have take an it. answer for why we don't get five stars. It's called because it's a boring standards, school. and it's a shitty place with shitty weather. Um, it's really Same, hard from someone who lives in Canada. That is a bold statement. Oh, Canada's fine. <laughs> that's three. I'm done. <laughs> Canada's Canada's all right. Again, we're we're more like you guys than the Midwest, but what I mean, nobody's say? really recruiting to Canada either because it's cold. That's the point, right? Nobody wants to play in shitty South Bend, but. It's also just the standards, right? We we remove ourselves from so many prospects off academics right away. Um, but the good news with receiver is that this year we're at least predict predicted, you know, based on the, you know, the early twenty four seven cloud people, crystal ball, um, to get a lot of wide receivers that are I think five and four stars. So um, the talent will come there. I'm not too worried about that. We seem to find people every year. Um, running back again, not too worried for that's. That's the position in football that's becoming the least important. Where Lance Taylor is going to be a huge, huge help on the recruiting trail uh, just because of his pedigree. Yeah, we haven't talked about that yet, so maybe you should bring that up. Sure. Um, well, I really have no more points about 2020 or 2019. Uh, I do like early signing day just because you already know where everyone's going. And um, that, that's it. All right. So, yeah, done with recruiting. No, the coaches. We talked about uh, Lance Taylor briefly. Uh, Stanford, Carolina Panthers. Uh, he's now the Notre Dame running back coach. He is replacing Altry Denson, uh, who's going to some Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern school. Uh, obviously, Coach Denson did a lot of good for the program. Uh, but I think Lance Taylor, with his pedigree of coaching Christian McCaffrey, of coaching, um, recruiting Bryce Love. Re recruiting Bryce Love. Yeah, there we go. I'm trying to learn this guy as we talk. I, I think he'll do well. Um, so that's the only major coaching change. I heard Ch uh, Chip Long uh, was being courted by Alabama. Uh, they yeah, courted I just him. They've courted him over the last couple of years. Uh, so that's interesting. And then that. That's the only change which I like. Uh, it's not like that one year where it was a full sale, learn every new coach's name and try to figure them out. 
And our good friend Tommy Reese is still employed by the university. Uh, hopefully, he's still eating his Chick-fil-A nuggets. Um, good for him. So I th that's all I have on the coaches. I'm not sure if you guys have any thoughts on Taylor or Denson or how skinny Brian Kelly looks right now. Hmm. Dylan? Uh, no, I don't have anything for the coaches. Um, it's just important to kind of note that we lost Denson, but everyone seems to be okay with the Stanford guy they brought in. Stanford's been one of the premier schools at getting um, running backs, although that probably has more to do with their actual game style uh, and you know the, the way they plan their game. But yeah, it should be it should be fine. Um, nothing nothing really to say. Nothing noteworthy there. Just quick 10 second note here is just that Kyron Williams, the incoming freshman, he's a four star from Missouri. Did mention that he he's always tried to model his game after uh, Christian McCafferty. So when this news came out, uh, you know. He he was obviously thrilled because that's kind of where he wants to elevate his game and how he wants to model it after going forward. So I think uh, it'll be good for his development for a year or two, understandably so. There's a lot of depth in front of him. But, um, yeah, I mean, let's hope that we can continue the uh, – you know the the trend of of you know some some it's, it's quiet it's too quiet well you you cut out there Hello. a little bit so we're we're still here don't worry Steve uh so so yeah that's that's what we have there um there's really no other news or notes right now until captains get announced uh, Louisville has already start started their uh, spring ball. Uh, which is interesting. Satterfield is really, uh, really going all in, uh, but I don't think it'll matter against a Brian Van Gorder defense. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's Louisville in ten months from now. <laughs> like, so yeah, that's that's all I got here. Uh, Steve is uh, looks like he's breaking up a little bit on his end. Steve, any last notes? If you can hear me, I love all of you. No, pretty much nothing. Oh, whatever. We'll we'll check in in probably a couple of weeks as we head into the spring game. Until then, um, go Irish. That's pretty much it. Dylan. Yeah, I think we should uh, maybe keep track of some Notre Dame guys going into the draft as we get closer to the actual draft. Um, I know we had some guys go to the senior the senior bowl. Um, there's actually some rumors going around about Jerry Tillery's um, character. I think we should probably discuss that because I don't know. I, I've never really heard about that, but that's what some scouts are talking about. But I All think right, well, we're going to extend this podcast by five minutes. What do you mean? Um, so with, with some, with respect to some scouts, um, there's rumors that Jerry Tillery has character problems. And as a Notre Dame fan, the only thing I can think of is that game against USC in 2014, where he kind of stepped on the guy, uh, Clemson um, this year. I, yeah, that was. Uh, I I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, he um, it was a late hit. He's a bit of a dick, but like, I don't think it, that's a very interesting statement. We'll have to keep a close eye on it. I, I mean, don't know. he's he's no demonic and Sue. I, no. You kind of have to have a level of ferociousness to play that position. So. Yeah, he's but he's I no think, Monica and Sue. 
I thought, you know, this kid's done internships all over the world. You know, he's a he's a good student and stuff. So I, I was surprised to hear that. I, I'll I'm talk to not. My, I'll talk to my source and see what they what what read they have on. Uh, on yeah, pretty sure he's a finance major, which would make sense to make him a dick. Hand up on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, I, I have heard that uh, also they, they were talking in a few games throughout the year that uh, his work ethic early on uh, was was put in question when he was like a freshman or sophomore. Obviously, he just graduated. So There's a um, component to that, too, where there's questioning whether or not he really wants to play football. So that's those are the two things about hmm. Jerry that's floating around. Um, and I didn't really uh, – I mean, the second one might be a little more understandable because he's a very ambitious, politically driven guy. You know, he – I think he's the president of some kind of organization uh, or he at least campaigned for people like he's super involved and then he did internships. So I can understand if his focus is not on football and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but the character issues thing I thought was a little bit surprising. The only thing I could think of is maybe a little bit of dirty play. Uh, but you know, the term character issues almost implies something a little larger there. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that because he'll be our first guy picked probably. Um, I wish Julian Love would have stayed another year, especially for our corner position. But all right, so. yeah. and we'll we'll get more into the combine as it comes. Uh, Drew Tranquil announced he's having a baby boy. Uh, congratulations, Drew! Congrats and on the sex. That too, he's confirmed one time. Seth Saver. Um, <laughs> and other than that, we'll we'll get into it. I know my uh, my friend Brad uh, may not be back on the podcast because he doesn't fucking share it when he's on here. You heard me, Brad. But he'll be going to the Combine. I'll try to get his thoughts on the Notre Dame players at the Combine. Um, and then from there, we'll, uh, he'll also be at the draft. So we'll, uh, we'll see what he can do for us there. Probably nothing, but uh, I'm kidding, Brad. You can do everything for us. Uh, other than that, that's all the notes I have for today. It was great hopping back on, talking Notre Dame, talking shop. And until next time, go Irish. Don't get arrested. I have one thing to say. Do you think this gets over or under the average amount of plays we get? Oh, we're putting over unders on this. I will run because, it because there's a there's a diluted market right now for Notre Dame podcasts, and maybe there's a greater. So, at the same time, it's also the off season. So, what do you guys say? What what do we average? Forty? Uh, let's see. Thanks to Anchor, I can pull up all the stats about our podcast so easily. Anchor. If you can start a podcast, anchor.com. Uh, All right, average, with that, I'm, I'm going to bed. Go Irish. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> we average 45. 45. Over under 45, P. Under. You know what? I'll take the over on that. All right. Gentlemen's bet. Good job. I will say we'll hit around 40. That'd be that'd be pretty good. Either way, we're getting we're getting the hang of this thing, um, and I'm really excited to do it throughout the season or the offseason. We, we uh, earned three more cents, by the way. So, oh, excellent. We are there. Uh, we are no longer sponsored by a company that I won't mention on the podcast. Uh, and until next time, go Irish. Don't get arrested. Go Irish. Beat prison. <laughs>